Yo, what's up, Midcombo fam? This is episode number 47, where Edward sits down with our podcast editor out of London, Thomas. I'm super excited about this episode. Yeah, I'm super stoked uh, for you guys to listen to this one. Uh, I had a chance to visit London uh, with my wife, Christine, and of course, Thomas, our editor, is based there. So we figured we'd sit down and have a chat. Paul wasn't able to be there, obviously, um, which is why uh, we're doing this intro to get my boy some airtime on the intro. But we wish Paul was there, but the episode was really good. Um, Thomas shared um, how he became our editor. We go over that topic a little bit. Also, how he managed to move to London, literally left the comfort of his family and everything he was used to to make it in the big city of London uh, with video production and just content creation in general and his journey on that front. And also how he made a viral TikTok. And we go into the processes he went through to do that. Yeah, I'm super excited for this episode. What's up, Thomas? How's it going? Hello, Ed. It's so nice to be in front of the camera for a change. Oh my gosh, it's so funny because for those of you guys listening that don't know, Thomas edits all of our mid-combo. He edits all the stories, the reels, the audio, the video. So yeah, being able to have him on the mic is this is a special this is a special episode. So thank you so much, Thomas, for being here. Uh, as you guys know, we're also in London filming this in person. Me and Christine are out here doing a, a little Europe trip. And of course, we were going to stop in London. I was like, yo, Thomas, you got to You got to come on the podcast. So really grateful for you to be here right now. Let's let, let the audience know who you are, aside from being our editor, who you are and what you do. So I'm Thomas. I'm 20 years old. I come from Slovakia and I moved to London in 2020 to pursue my career in videography. And I currently work at Kawao, which is the biggest car YouTube channel in the world. And I've been editing for so many years, since like 2012. And now I'm a Midcon web, uh, Midcon web editor as well. Yeah, that's crazy. You're doing a lot of stuff right now, which is yeah. really awesome. So let's let's go back into when you were in uh, Slovakia, you said. So like, how did you pick up a camera? Like, like what were you, like, did you go to school for it? Did you just randomly find a YouTube video? Like, how did you stumble upon picking up a camera? I think I was into cameras for a very long time. Even as a child, like I was always taking pictures. And then uh, in 2012, I started a YouTube channel where I basically made like gaming videos and then it morphed into sketches. And then uh, that, that's basically how I picked up the camera. And I learned a lot from it, even though like the YouTube channels are no longer online i deleted them no uh, <laughs> no um but then in like 2016 i started working with clients uh and i kind of started thinking about like this could be like a cool business mm -hmm. as well and then basically i worked for my school i worked for uh other corporate companies i worked for my mom's company as well wow. uh, and then in 2020 i moved to london um to study at the university and also build my career here as well because I love London. So you you, do, you don't even have family here, it's just you? No, it's just me. Wow, so you took like a pretty big jump there. Yes. Yeah, it was a big commitment for you to like come out to London to do that? Uh, yes, definitely. I mean, um, I still kind of think that it was crazy of me to move <laughs> to London in the middle of a pandemic yeah. uh, and be here all alone. Like I, I think I knew one person when I moved here. I don't regret it. Uh, I, I, like I said, like I love London. London, even like when I was a kid, I used to play like video games, just like imagine that I was in London mm -hmm. and now I'm here and uh, yeah, 
That's crazy because you also live like in London. Like you live like you said zone two, I think, yes. which is like literally right in like basically the city area. Uh, not really, but it's, but it's fairly close. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, that's awesome. That's awesome. I feel like at your young age too, to be able to like yes. chase your passion like that is not something that I feel, one, not everyone is confident in doing. And two, not everyone like has the funds or the means or the clients to be able to do that. So was it was it all word of mouth in the beginning? Like just kind of you trying to let people, friends and family know you're doing video and then one client led to another client that led to another client. Is that kind of how it went down? Um, yes, basically that that's how it went down. Um, I was basically just uh, messaging people and uh, going to conferences. And I think most of my clients went uh, came from word of mouth. Uh, not really just outreach. Uh, I, I've never had a very high chance of success uh, when I was outreaching to people. But word of mouth, that's basically where it went to. And then we can touch on it maybe later in the episode as well. So let's go into your... So for you guys, for those of you guys listening who are like, what what is CarWow? Like, why, why, why is that a big deal? Because CarWow is basically like one of the biggest, if not the biggest, I think like car review slash car channels automotive channels in the uk right in the world in the world okay yeah. shoot my bad my bad my yeah. bad <laughs> it's a big I, I literally i'm in seattle and in in the states and i come across car wow videos constantly like mm. whenever i'm looking up car reviews because i love cars and stuff so whenever i look up things online or on youtube especially car wow videos always come up and so that's crazy that you work for them because they have like what three? How many subscribers do they have? Uh, I think it's like seven and a half million. Seven and a half million yeah. subs, bro. That's crazy that you're working on a team that has a channel with seven and a half million subs. Can you tell us a little bit about your job at Carwell? Like, how did that job come to be? Oh. And then also, like, what your role is there? Um, yeah, I mean, the way that I got the job is uh, kind of crazy. Like, yeah. when I moved to London in 2020, uh, it was a very impulsive decision. Uh, I basically decided to like move here within a month. Wow. Um, and I didn't have uh, much of a plan. And the issue with that is that I was studying and also trying to build a business. And I was struggling to adapt and like find uh, find clients. And it was kind of scary at the time because obviously like I was here all alone. And I had to pay bills and also study at the same time. Uh, and I, luckily, I found a car cleaning company. Uh, car cleaning company? Car cleaning company who wanted me to create content for them. And they were like, hey, Thomas, we are going on a shoot with Cowell in three days. Uh, would you like to come along and maybe film something before we start the proper work? Mm. And so I uh, came along. I filmed uh, filmed the the. Car, the people cleaning cars um, uh, for a shoot that Kawab had. And uh, I connected with the head of video, Jack Scotton. On that same shoot? Yeah, on that same shoot. Uh, I basically came up to him and I asked him like, uh, hey, do you need any help uh, filming or editing? And he said, just send me an email and I'll get back to you. Then I sent him an email and I didn't hear from him for like two weeks. Two weeks? Yeah, it was so Yo, long. That's and crazy. I was like, Okay, um, he's never going to reply to me. That was just his way of uh, being nice. Be, yeah, yeah, of being yeah. me nice and like uh, saying no. But all of a sudden, I receive a, a response from Jack, and he was like, "Hey, Thomas, sorry, I was busy shooting and I forgot about it." And then he basically was like, "We need some help editing videos," and uh, that's how I started freelancing wow. for them from the beginning. And um, so basically, I went from 
a worried student working for a car cleaning company to mm -hmm. working for the biggest YouTube channel in the world uh, within uh, two weeks. <laughs> um, Dude, that's crazy. So that's crazy to me because you took on a job for a car cleaning company. Yes. Which, you know, might not be the craziest opportunity, but it's something that you wanted to just do because obviously you saw opportunity in it. It was, it was work, work is work. Yeah. And that led to car wow. Yes. That's so crazy. Cause I feel like a lot of people, this is such a, this is such a gem because uh, early on, I think in creatives, cre creatives uh, journeys, they usually try to go for like those car wow opportunities, like early yes. on, right? They don't, they usually don't take the stepping stones and they'll try to go for like that big client or that, that big ticket. But the thing is like, it's very hard to grow your business that way. You kind of need to explore a lot of different areas, try new things because you just never know what one opportunity and how it could lead to another opportunity. Yes, like it's exactly. just so that you're, that was a pure example of that, like doing the car cleaning company into CarWow. Yes. So wow, that's crazy. And also, obviously, you work with a team there, and the whole like infrastructure is built out. Are you mainly video editing? Uh, yes, yes, I'm video editing. Although yeah. I have to say, it was kind of a difficult transition to go from just freelancing for a small business into uh, going into a team of, I think, there's seven of us at the moment, mm -hmm. uh, and they have like a whole different System. way of organization and uh, workflow. And I actually have to say that like when I started, they assigned me a video that was a trailer for a Red Bull event that oh they did. Oh my they, dude. They, they filmed like a Red Bull video and it was 30 seconds. It was just like a very, very small like Bro. Uh, social edit and it had 30 seconds. And I, for that one video, I got like 35 comments. Uh, so basically the entire video was wrong. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and that was, that was kind of a big... Um, eye-opening moment for me like <laughs> oh man i thought i was a very good editor but turns out i'm not yeah <laughs> but yeah i mean since then i kind of adapted it helped me a lot it helped me tremendously to uh to become an effective editor and like to taking feedback because before that like when you work on like small projects the feedback is very very small it's just like from maybe from the client but now mm -hmm. i have uh like three versions of reviews and people uh, giving me feedback from left to right and I have to adapt yeah. and like um, taking criticism that, and that helped me quite a lot as well yeah you're a very efficient editor for sure like you take feedback very well and you well one like your first drafts are usually like in general like almost mm. to the finish line which is already hard to do but yeah no that makes sense because you what you do at Carwile probably is way more than what you would have expected like yes. in this time frame so that you work, you've worked with the Red Bull now. You just mentioned off the mic like a, a little bit ago that you did something for the NFL. Uh, yes, exactly. Yeah. Dude, that's crazy. <laughs> Tell us about that a little bit. So basically, um, I was working for Cowell uh, for quite a long time. I think a year uh, at the moment. And I felt like I'm always creating videos for someone else. I'm always creating videos for clients, creating videos for Cowell. But I'm not creating anything for myself. And I started my TikTok to basically be able to tell my own stories mm -hmm. through my own eyes. Um, and luckily, uh, one of my videos got viral. Uh, I got like 1.3 million views, oh, which was crazy to me because shoot, I started dude. with like 60 followers. Yeah. Um, and through that video, uh, I got to, I've gotten quite a lot of opportunities. I didn't take all of them because I understand that at this point in my career, uh, 
taking the wrong opportunities could uh, lead me to a wrong path. So I'm trying to be very cautious of um, who I work with and what I do with my career from mm -hmm. this point. Um, and uh, the video got attention uh, from uh, from the owner of the agency that works for the NFL. And he emailed me and he basically offered me uh, the opportunity to work on TikTok videos for the NFL UK because at the moment there's the NFL London games happening in London where basically the teams from the NFL come to London and play international games. Yo, that's um, and crazy. it's big. It was it was an amazing experience. Like I've never been to an NFL game before, and I definitely cannot recommend it enough. I've been to an NFL game. And the energy that usually comes from being there is crazy. It's just so what's about mind blowing to me is that you, you your your spectrum of like experience is wide right now. Yeah. Like you've done not only have you been doing video editing, you've done video editing for TikTok for like vertical video format. You've done long form videos. Like some of these car wild videos are are long. Yeah. Like I know they are, so they're long. They're like basically like mini short films basically. Then you're doing like podcast editing. Yeah. So in a way, like you've, you've got a lot of experience as an editor. And now you're kind of like, you're like a Swiss army knife. Like you yes. can really edit anything, <laughs> you know, which is hard to do in the beginning because a lot of people, they're just like only focus on one type of deal. It's like a lot of people can edit a 10 minute video, but they can't edit a 20 second ad because they're like, they just don't know how they've never done that before. So the fact that you've gone through that, your paces on that front is just going to, it's just crazy like because that's how you're going to get those crazy opportunities and you said something a couple minutes ago which i thought was so valuable you said that like you're trying your best to not take on every opportunity that comes your way because yes. it has to be the right one yes and that's a gem right there because i feel like i feel like that about my job right now too is that just because it's an opportunity to make money doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to be the right opportunity to move you forward in your career yes so exactly. that's huge man that's super huge so let's go into uh, a little bit about how you became like the mid combo editor. Okay. I think that's like pretty, pretty funny story. So <laughs> um, as you guys know, we put out a story, I think it was on mine and on Paul's and on the mid combo Instagram that we were looking for an editor. So tell us a little on the back end, right? Like before, yeah. I actually have never even heard the story fully yet, but like how there's like a police car going by. <laughs> Welcome to London. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us about that process, about uh, how you applied. Yeah, basically, at that time, I wasn't following you on Instagram, mm -hmm. I, I admit. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Oh, my... dude, it's okay. I'm, I'm a nobody. You gotta follow me. You gotta follow me. Uh, but uh, I was a part of Zach Kravitz's filmmaking course in 2019. And that's basically when I got introduced to you in the first place. Zach, shout out and Zach. And then uh, I also got connected to so many amazing people. Uh, one of them was Connor, who he lives in the Netherlands. Mm -hmm. And he, as soon as he posted the story, he sent me a message like, Thomas, you have to take on this opportunity. This is insane. Ed's looking for a podcast editor. And unlucky for me, the, the video, uh, the story was posted at midnight my time, because obviously like, there's a huge time difference between yeah, the yeah. US and Europe. And uh, I think you said something along the lines that the sooner you post it, the higher your chances are. So that basically stressed me out a little bit. <laughs> um, and at that time, I was working on so many client projects as well. So I was like, oh man, when am I going to edit this podcast? So I basically just like quickly went through the client work, 
finished all my projects and then uh, I just for the late evening just editing the podcast and then when I was done I realized that the files were massive it was like 10 gigabytes <laughs> because it was like an hour long yeah. video then like yeah, audio yeah, yeah. and then all these shorts uh, and back then I was uh, back home in Slovakia because it was shortly after Christmas mm-hmm. and in Slovakia my internet is horrible like <laughs> in my in my childhood home uh, it's like one megabit per second up and oh, I was man. like, I'm never going to upload this video online in time. So what I did is I drove for like 45 minutes or to no an hour way. to uh, our other place where basically my brother lives. Um, and then there we have a fiber internet. And I just quickly uploaded the video there. And I just like drove all the way back. <laughs> Dude. Um, so I had to come through quite a bit of stress just like trying to get the video to you as soon as possible because I was already quite late for like a day or two. Dude, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry we had to put you through that. No, I didn't actually know that you had... I do remember uh, when me and Paul were looking for an editor that it, your work stood out to us. Mm. And I remember you were mentioning, I think you got like some of the assets over to us. And yes. I remember thinking, oh, wow, these are really great. Yeah. And you were saying like, hey, I got to get the long form <laughs> over to you still, like having some problem with my Wi-Fi. Yeah. And I remember thinking to myself, like, oh, this this uh, this guy's going, like, pretty, taking this super seriously. Like, you know, he's trying his very best to get us the long-form edit. Uh, because remember, I think I said on my story, too, we were mainly looking for someone who was an efficient editor. Yes. Someone who understood short-form content, but also understands, like, the long-form content as well. But the long-form stuff is easy. Like, anybody yeah. can drop an audio file and a long video into a timeline and export it. Like, yes. that's the easy part. The hard part is the short-form content. This is where a lot of creators don't get it is like how do you make content that's engaging and it's small things right like i this is a little uh, a nugget for people who are listening but like one thing that stood out about thomas is your your aesthetic really stood out like you i think you had like one of the cleanest titles um out of all the all mm. the videos that were submitted and it's one thing that a lot of video editors don't think about it's like typography or just like pacing and you got creative with it. Like we didn't have a, what do you call it? Like a, like an intro splash screen. Yeah. We just had like a, a, a intro song. And then yes. you actually pulled some like old footage and then put together like a little intro. And then me and Paul were like, yo, this is crazy. He actually took the time to go and make something unique and didn't just sit there and be like, oh, hey, like, can you guys provide me assets? Like you actually went out of your own way mm. to get the assets that were public. Like this is public assets that me and Paul just have out. Like anyone can grab it. And you did that to create the intro, which I think is what separated yourself from everyone else. So that was that was awesome. And obviously you guys have heard these episodes and seen the videos and Thomas does a great job with editing. Thank you. Um, that's such a funny story <laughs> that you literally had to drive an hour to get the fiber internet <laughs> you're yeah. you probably like why are we why am i in slovakia right now with this yes. one uh, one megabyte upload <laughs> yeah it was so slow man but yeah here in london it, it's mu- it's much faster <laughs> yeah. luckily, so i can get the episodes out to you in a yeah. moderately fast no fashion. you're 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 fast editor we appreciate all the work you do so now that um everyone knows that you're an editor and that you've worked you work at Carwow, you had TikTok that went viral, which led you to have an opportunity with the NFL, yeah. which is just honestly quite crazy. Um, how did you so the viral TikTok that you had, mm. let's talk about that a little bit. Like what how like I feel like nowadays with short form content, everyone's trying to go viral. 
mm-hmm. how did you what was your thought process behind it how did you come with the idea was it just literally a random idea you're like i'm just gonna try um, this or was it more calculative uh not really i think the basic idea was that i saw i'm not sure maybe, maybe you know him he's like keenan lamb on instagram oh yeah i do and yeah, he, love his stuff. he made a video where he's like an airbender he's like controlling the clouds and after he made his video in iceland i messaged him like keenan i'm gonna i love this video i'm gonna help you make it a trend and i'm going to make my own video and hopefully it will start like a train of people making videos as well and then uh i forgot about it i i <laughs> I, I didn't i didn't make the video and then after after a, a few months uh i came back to it and i was like yeah, this is actually a really sick idea. Let, let's let's do it again. And I wanted to put my own spin on it. And I was like, let's do a uh, day to night transition video instead of the mm. clouds. And I had this vision of just like going to this amazing spot in London and capturing a, an amazing sunset and a skyline and then transitioning into, uh, into the night skyline. Um, that sounds very poetic yeah, very very poetic it, it, in my head it was it was perfect and then i then i came to the spot and of course like we're, we're in london and london didn't provide it was cloudy it didn't <laughs> london didn't come through <laughs> yeah i was really hoping it would have been perfect but no uh and i was on a facetime with my friend and i told him like this looks terrible man uh i think i'm gonna scrap the video and come another day mm. uh, and he was like you know what let's just give it a try uh, I mean, you're already there. Let's at least, you know, test it out and see how it goes. And so I just filmed the video and uh, jumped in front of the camera for for a long time. And then I waited by the camera for like four hours uh, mm-hmm. until it got dark. And then once the video was finished, I looked at the footage and I hated it. I, I was like, this is really not good. I'm mm-hmm. going to come another day. Uh, and then... Um, I was like, let's try some VFX uh, and maybe I can save it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I created a first draft. Maybe I can show it on my phone as well. Um, yeah. And then honestly, people who are listening to this, yeah. if you're watching the video format of it, we'll play it up on the screen and you can see what the day to night transition uh, looks like. Oh, yeah. I remember. I, no, I remember seeing this. I remember seeing this. Was that So that was your first draft, you said? Yeah, that was that was my first draft. And uh-huh. I basically wanted to cut myself out and it looked so, so fake. I mean, I, I think that looked pretty fire still to <laughs> me, but that's crazy. Yeah. And then um, I wanted to give up on the video. And I wanted to scrap it. And then uh, I realized that I just randomly jumped in front of the camera before I left. Um, and I put the video together with the first clip mm-hmm. and it matched perfectly and that basically made me obsessed with it and i spent a little bit more time on it nailed the colors and then i posted on tiktok not thinking much because i only had like 60 followers 60 followers yeah and then um within a few hours all of a sudden i started getting loads of notifications on my phone and i was like what's happening and uh yeah within a day it got like two hundred thousand views dude Uh, so many like people that I looked up to like so many like people with like blue takes started commenting as well and then uh, I got featured by London which is like the biggest 
page in in london <laughs> and and that got me even more views and even more like recognition yeah and it just snowballed from there and all of a sudden now i have um now it has like 1.3 million uh views how many followers do you have now on oh, tiktok uh, not that many actually yeah. i only have like five and a half thousand at the moment i mean but you went from 60 yeah, though from, from 60 to five and a half thousand, which is like in two videos is is, is still quite good that is really good um, yeah but i noticed that like the conversion rate from uh from like these short cinematic yeah. videos is not as good as uh people like putting content out with like humor, humor or edu and, yeah, education no, for sure um yeah. but it's still it's still quite impressive and i and i'm very grateful for it for it because yeah. i think that in a way uh the two tiktok videos that i posted and especially like this one changed my life completely at least i hope uh, because if uh, without it, I would have never gotten the opportunities that I got. And um, I think that it's only going to get better from now on. Dude, yeah. How many how many hours would you say you put into that one TikTok? Um, give or take. It was, yeah, it was like 15. Just trying yeah, to make on it and look off, right. Yeah. yeah, it was yeah quite a lot for a TikTok, I guess. Yeah. Because, yeah, there's so many people who just uh, post a very quick TikTok from their phone. It takes them like 15 minutes to film and edit. And yeah, then here I am trying to film it on a <laughs> cinema camera uh, and editing it for 15 Relatable. hours uh, to make it look right. But I mean, it, it paid off. So I'm, I'm very happy. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. So how do you draw the line though? Because a lot of people, I feel like there definitely is a measure of just getting your work out there, right? Like don't worry about um, quality just be consistent and get your work out there but i think it's harder for creatives that have <clears throat> like got better skill sets they actually are capable of putting together a good video mm. or good content and they can't get themselves to post a bad piece of work and I, i'm i'm a big advocate of only posting the stuff that is going to look good like in your feed like i can't get myself to post like trash quality content like to flood my feed i don't care if it does well like i just won't even post it but that's probably because i'm kind of have my own level of perfectionism on yeah. my side so it's like how do you manage that on your end um i think it all just comes down to like your skill level if you have a very high skill and you just don't try you just post like you said for the sake of posting just mm -hmm. to get it work out there that's not good because it's just giving your business a bad light in front of your sure. clients yeah uh but when you're just like learning or when you're trying to improve yourself you should just you know just try your best that's all you can do mm -hmm. and even if you like feel like it's not good enough trust me it is good enough because that's the, as good as it gets yeah <laughs> that makes sense yeah. uh so just you know post quality work that's quality work relating to, to yeah. you mm -hmm. um and eventually something may or may not hit uh and worst case scenario you'll have a good experience and uh you'll learn something new about yourself and ab about your work mm -hmm. um but just don't uh try to become one of those people who post anything um just because just because yeah. yeah i feel like a lot of people for me included it's important that you get the reps though in you know yes. like i remember early on when i wanted to do like so a lot of people don't know this but like if you look at very early parts of my youtube channel i wanted to do car videos as mm. well not yeah. car wow level <laughs> but I, I wanted to do like car features so you actually scroll all the way back you see one of my very first car videos it was absolute garbage like I really hope people don't actually go and look at it now. But like, it was really bad. But the thing is, 
it was it was like you said it's because i didn't have the skill sets necessary i didn't have the knowledge to be able to put together a good video so in that situation if that's you or you're listening to this if you're in the same position that's when you just gotta shoot shoot and post shoot and post get those like reps in get get the like start learning the basic fundamentals and then right now if i had to do a car video now with what i know now with all the knowledge that i've acquired of course i'm gonna be a little bit more perfectionism Mm, about it because it's like i feel like there's more on the line for me personally because i feel like i've i've had clients now i've done well in certain areas so it's like okay i can't just put out a trash car video now you know so i think maybe in a way this is us trying to encourage the listeners on you know how to deal with perfectionism right If, if you're dealing with that and I think your TikTok is a good example of you almost becoming a perfectionist on that TikTok, but yeah. still getting it out there, right? So also, why? let's talk about real quick, why did you choose TikTok? Like, I think that at the moment, like obviously all, we all know that Instagram is not doing well Instagram's in terms trash, of discoverability. Trash. Uh, so I think that at the moment, TikTok is the best place for creators uh, to be. Uh, and I genuinely feel that like if you're a creative, if you're a videographer, photographer or anyone, uh, you should be on TikTok because uh, if you're not, you're doing your business a very big uh, disservice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like I said, you never know what hits, you never know uh, who's watching. That's like the biggest thing, I think, mm. because if I didn't post the TikTok video uh no one from the NFL would have saw it and I would have never gotten the opportunity. And that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. It's wild because uh, someone from the US, right? Like an agent from the US. Um, no, it was, it was it was an agency from, from the UK. But, oh, gotcha, uh, gotcha. But they work with the NFL team. Yeah, but I feel here. like if I wanted to work with them and I emailed them, it would have gotten... Uh, as good of a response as it did through the TikTok mm-hmm. uh, would have been much more difficult to get in touch with them and mm-hmm. to get to work with them. But because I posted the TikTok, it caught their attention and then mm-hmm. they wanted to work with me and not I wanted to work with them. Mm. Um, if if that makes any sense. It does, it does. <laughs> um, so, like the, I want to go, um, I really want to, I really want to talk to you about work ethic a little bit on this mm-hmm. podcast too. I feel like, one thing I really appreciate, I know Paul does too, about you is you you have a very good work ethic. Like you know, you know when things need to be hustled on and you know when to let off the gas. Do you think that is crucial? That that has been a crucial part to getting to where you are now? Or do you feel like sometimes you work too hard or like how do you balance the work ethic aspect? Yeah, I definitely think that sometimes I'm working way too hard and I should just like let off the gas and chill for a bit. But I mm-hmm. think that's very crucial for everyone who's just like starting out. I feel like at the moment I'm still like in the starting stages of my sure. career. And I feel like it's very crucial for people to focus on uh, working as much as they can to get the reps in, like you said, mm-hmm. and to just like improve as much as possible and deliver on what you promised um because i mean it also like comes down to like my perfectionism i always want to like make everything perfect then i redo and re-edit everything i think everyone struggles with it Mm. um i think yeah working and delivering on what you promised is the the most crucial 
thing part, and, yeah because i i'm personally um very invested into that topic because oh, yeah um i think a lot of creative it's not even creatives i would just say like our younger generation um i don't know how it is over here in the in the uk but just in general i feel like people lack a little bit of like work ethic yeah, and i feel like they just want to have everything quick and they yeah everything uh, handed to them basically yeah and i and i get it like we went through the pandemic so mm. i feel like a lot of people nowadays um which i totally understand why it might be headed that direction because think about it this is the most amount of work from home anyone has ever seen ever mm. right like because of the pandemic more there's more work from home jobs there than there has ever been um because of covid on top of that we live in a creator economy with like tiktok and instagram you never in time of history has there ever been time where people could make a million dollars a year making tiktoks that's like unheard of so i think a lot of people they the creatives especially they hear these types of things and they they start to want it and then what that leads to though is them feeling like oh i'm not going to work as hard because you know i'm just going to do tiktoks or i'm not going to work as hard because i want to work from home and work two hours a day and make a lot of money it's like it's all great and it can happen but you don't want to bank on that because if you bank on it then that's where you're missing out on opportunities because i would say hearing your story a lot of your times that you kind of hustled and you grind and you like got that content out there is when you got those opportunities that changed it for you you know what i mean like the fact that you went on that car cleaning thing, got with car wow. The fact that you posted TikTok and got with the NFL, like those are all smaller things that turned into big things. Yes, we didn't just go into the big things. I feel like another gem that we can pull from this is how big of a role do you think patience has played in? Like yeah. I, one thing I, I picked up earlier is that uh, the guy that got you from car wow or mm. who said yeah. he was going to reach out. He didn't he, he hit up you up for 2 weeks. Yeah. And he hit you up for 2 weeks. Um do you think it's important that creatives are patient as well like when it comes to um waiting yeah. for opportunities? Yeah, definitely. Like I feel like we live in a day and age where everyone wants to like get successful quick and like get clients of like all levels. Um and you just have to like put put the reps in, put the work in and just like focus on what's here now and just like mm-hmm. n- wait for the right time and right right opportunity mm-hmm. uh and be prepared um yeah do you ever just dis- get discouraged when like an opportunity doesn't play out the way that you would have wanted or um, do you do you like get over it very quickly or do you kind of get sad about like missed yeah. opportunities i mean i definitely feel that i've lost quite a, quite a lot of opportunities but i guess that's just that's just life and that's how everything goes like you you lose and you gain Mm -hmm. um so just like try try to like adapt and focus on like what you can do in the future so that it doesn't happen again Mm -hmm. um uh and just try to forget about it as soon as (laughs) possible because when you think about something for too long it's just yeah yeah, it's not good so what's the future of of thomas like what are you doing like where do you see yourself maybe uh what like yeah what are your aspirations in in the creative industry i guess um well at the moment i kind of feel like i should post a lot more on tiktok as well uh and i want to grow my audience there Mm -hmm. and then from there i 
basically just want to work with my dream clients mm-hmm. uh, and grow my business from there. I also want to help you build Medcombo. Hey, <laughs> yes, to, yes. Yeah, to be the... We, um, yeah. we love all the stuff that you've done with Medcombo. It's cool. And I, I know you've, you've heard our vision, but... Yo, Thomas is on board, you guys. Thomas is is ready to build this to the moon with us, and we have big plans for mid combo. Um, you have you just mentioned dream clients. Like, tell us, tell me a little bit. Like, what is a dream client for you? If someone came to your email <laughs> inbox right now, we're like, hey, we have this opportunity for you, Thomas. What would be like the perfect opportunity for you? Um, I I know my entire life I really wanted to work with like Apple, although mm. I know it's like very very difficult to get to work with them, but that's something that you know just pushes me forward and like hopefully in a few years when the time is right and the opportunity is right uh, i'll get to work with them on some project i don't know something uh, i don't know what exactly but i really hope it happens and mm-hmm. um yeah apple I, I'm, I'm a huge apple sheep <laughs> yeah i mean so, dude i'm i'm in the system i'm herd mentality like I'm, <laughs> I'm i'm with the apple train there's no no getting off it for sure i love apple products too i love that you have that this we have this recording and then you just said that your dream oh, company no. is apple because <laughs> um dude it's just it's cool it's cool to be able to listen to this because i know that if you end up working with apple which i have full confidence that you keep going this route that you will in some sort of fashion work with them this will be a cool podcast to, yes, to look back on. Excited for that. Yeah. So I think we should just wrap up the podcast here. Um, where where can people find your work? Um, obviously, there's Midcombo, but uh, is there any other place that you'd like to have people check out? Maybe your TikTok? Yeah. I mean, you can you can check me out on Instagram at Thomas Petrus. And then on TikTok, it's at Thomas underscore Petrus because someone stole my username way back <laughs> and I still haven't gotten a chance to, to take it back. <laughs> Yeah, it's tough. I hate when usernames are taken on Instagram. You like think no one has it. Like yeah. such a unique name. Then you go to the handle and you're like, yeah. who has this? And you look it up and it's like one follower or like no profile picture. Yeah, yeah it's tough, bro. <laughs> anyway, but we'll link uh, Thomas's Instagram and TikTok in the show notes. So make sure to check that out. And uh, yeah, thanks for coming to the show, Thomas. Yeah, thank you. Now I'll edit this. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bye guys. Bye.